Welcome to Conversations with Owens Community College President, Dr. Dion D. Somerville. Welcome to today's episode of the Conversations Podcast. I'm Dr. Dion D. Somerville. Thank you for listening today. Whether this is your first time with us or if you're a longtime follower, we're so happy that you're joining us as we explore the issues and meet the people who are important to Northwest Ohio and to Owens Community College. Please enjoy our previous episodes and subscribe to Conversations to join us for future episodes. Today, I am so excited to welcome an incredibly special guest to our podcast, Alex Boylan. He is a creator, executive producer, and host of the TV series, The College Tour. Alex has close to 20 years in the television industry. Shortly after graduating from Jacksonville University with a bachelor's in international business, he launched his television career by appearing on and winning CBS's The Amazing Race. Alex has since created a successful and dynamic entertainment career. He is a sought-after on-screen personality and has kept just as busy behind the camera, garnering himself an Emmy nomination, multiple Webby Awards, and an Adrian Award. With a passion for storytelling and an affinity for globetrotting, Alex has filmed in every U.S. state and in over 60 countries around the world. His latest adventure, The College Tour, has been exploring higher education across the United States. Finding great success with this latest project, Alex was named one of EdTech Magazine's Top 30 IT Higher Education Influencers to Follow in 2022. Alex, welcome to the Conversations Podcast. I'm really excited for this opportunity because the pressure is on when you get to talk to someone who talks to other people for a living. And so we're raising the bar here and that this is going to be absolutely fantastic. So I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to spend some time with us and for me to get to ask you a few questions. Dr. Somerville, it is an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me here. An awesome episode of the college tour. And, uh, you know, you were so gracious to do coffee with the president. So it's nice to return the favor on your podcast. So a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. One of the things that we do with every one of our guests is we ask them how they knew they needed education beyond their 12th grade. You know, it's interesting. And I, and I wish I had some dramatic story. I just always thought I was going to go to college. Like it was just part of kind of what was in my, you know, zeitgeist when I was there. But for me, a big part was there was two things on my mind. Well, uh, one was soccer because soccer was a big part of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew I wanted to play that at university and um, loved, I don't know, I love business and international business was a new major at that point in time. And and so I found, uh, you know, Jacksonville University, which had, you know, division one soccer and that major that I was looking for. And that was uh, that became my path, but it was so. And I, I tell everyone, it, it was so instrumental in my life. I would not be where I am, who I am, without that experience. That's pretty incredible. And and I know you and I talked a little bit about college athletics when we did coffee with the president. And so I think a lot of times, especially it's you know kind of the end of the college football season, and everyone's talking about who's going in the transfer portal and NIL, all of those things. But I think people often forget that most college athletes aren't the ones that are on television that we're talking about on a regular basis. There's so much that we all learn, like that leadership and teamwork and time management and that work ethic and that drive. And so you actually mentioned that you often look for student athletes when you hire. And so can you talk a little bit about your experience, what you learned, and and how does that translate to you as a leader and supervisor? Becoming a student athlete um, at the collegiate level was, was awesome because it actually gave me 
like no time on my hands. So just talking <laughs> about my experience, I always say like for me, it was the right, I have a lot of energy. I like to do a lot of stuff. So having that structure, happen to be up at six o'clock in the morning for practice, happen to be there and that in the afternoon for practice and tape, and then having some tutors and some help from the university gave a lot of structure to my college experience, right? So there was no place, and I say this, is all, there was no place to mess up <laughs> because of the <laughs> because of sports, if it makes sense. Like it keeps you on the straight and narrow, which I think was a good thing for me. I don't think having ample time would, would have been a good thing for me. And so uh, that really just made me, from a time organizational standpoint, there just was no time to mess around, right? Mm-hmm. You're practicing, you're in class, or you're studying one of those three. And so it was awesome. And just as you mentioned, it's, you know, there is no I in team and, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're only as strong as your weakest link. I think all those things that you learn in sports, leadership, adversity, you know, and, and picking yourself up, failure, all those things, you know, it definitely did a lot for me in my, in my life. And definitely as we look for people, you know, of course we're looking for great people and not, there's many amazing people that, that we hired that, that weren't college athletes, mm-hmm. but when you have it on your resume, it does show a lot. Because it shows you're just going to have more pressure on you and more things um, that happened during that college experience. And I think just overcoming adversity would probably be my number one. Whether it's high school athletes, college athletes, or professional athletes, you're going to go through some tough times. And you're going to go through that with a team. And so being able to come out of that and understand the power of that and how to manage that um, brings a lot of skills into the real world, into working. So we're always looking for those type of people. I think you're spot on because it's amazing. And you mentioned the the structure that it gives you. It's like your choices are minimized. When you have a moment, you're like, oh my gosh, there's something else I should be doing. I shouldn't have this moment. And so you don't even have the time to think about, oh, should I go to this or do that? You know what you're programmed to do. Dr. Somerville, 100%, something I used to say a lot, and I can remember this in college. You had to have, so you're all freshmen and sophomore when I was going to school, had to go to the study hall at like between like seven and nine o'clock, let's mm-hmm. say. And there was, and so you had to be there and there was just, you know, basically forcing you to study. Um, <laughs> and what was interesting I, at nine o'clock, I'd go back to my dorm mm-hmm. and how many people hadn't even begun studying yet. Yep. Right. Or, or doing their coursework yet and are playing video games or doing whatever, you know, college students having fun. And so for me, it was a relief because by the time I'd come back at nine, I'm free, I'm done. Mm-hmm. And I felt that that was a, you know, it was definitely a great advantage that I wasn't even thinking about when I became a college athlete, but I, I can, as I reflect on it, you know, 20 plus many years ago, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of advantages to it. And there are a lot of things about that that get hardwired into you and how you then operate as an adult. And so how much of your experience as a college athlete influenced you to be part of the amazing race? I mean, that's something that a lot of people just can't even fathom that you auditioned for, competed in and won the amazing race. And can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. I'm trying to think if I can correlate to being a college athlete. Here's what I loved. I loved travel and adventure. My dad, and I think we talked about this, my dad was a pastor. So I grew Mm -hmm. up as a young kid. We weren't going to SeaWorld and Disney World, nothing against those, but we Mm -hmm. were helping like feed the poor in like Ajmer, Turkey. So I had this very interesting upbringing, seeing missionaries around the world and just helping and and being part of that. So I, I loved travel. I loved different cultures. So that was one thing. And, and I, yes, I love to compete and I love to win and in every aspect of life. And so, you know, I didn't, reality TV, you know, we're, I can remember 2001, the first season of Survivor when it was on, it was a summertime programming. I'll never forget mm-hmm. it. 
And that was the first time I ever watched television. Besides that, I was only probably watching sports. And when I watched, I was like watching these uh-huh. scene, whatever, however, how many contestants there are compete on this island. I was like, this is so cool. That was the only thing, maybe real world, but there wasn't reality TV wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. And so it was interesting. I was kind of bouncing all over the place, but I was back in Boston where I grew up with my best friend mm-hmm. who I grew up with since kindergarten, who uh, ironically, we, we played sports all the way through high school together. He went on to Clemson. I went on to Jackson University um, and we both happened to be home that summertime. We're hanging out together and a little pop-up when that used to happen on your computers, when pop-ups <laughs> just happened, right? And so pop-up came up and it said, race around the world. And so you didn't know what the amazing race was, uh-huh. right? It wasn't on TV yet. So it was just like, this looks cool. And so, you know, you go into a web page at CBS, you have an idea of what reality can be because there was that first season of Survivor was out. Mm-hmm. But besides that, you really didn't know what it was. So I, what I think it was, it was the um, spirit of adventure, the mm-hmm. unknown. I was an interesting place in life. And I say a lot when I talk to to younger people now, it's, you know, I, I, I did take that old camcorder out. And my little sister videoed my, <laughs> me, my, Chris Luca and myself doing an audition video on a VHS tape, had a FedEx that over, you know, out to Los Angeles. Um, but I think when I got on the show and obviously that's where I fell in love with television was just seeing this unbelievable thousand people production mm-hmm. that make around the world to pull that off. So that's where I fell in love with it. But I think where the collegiate ath- athlete, if you, if you watch the second season of amazing race many times, I'd say there was probably two or three times that Chris and I should have been out. Like we should have been out for one reason, bad, bad decision reason or another. But because we both were athletes, I, I think that was a huge aspect was like when we didn't do well, or we were failing, we didn't get on each other. Mm-hmm. It was always, you know, and I, and then we always picking each other up. So it was never any confrontation of like, Oh, you messed up this or you messed up that. It never was. It was like, okay, problem. Let's move on and try to fix it and kept going. And I, and if you look, there was probably two or three major moments where mm-hmm. uh, we probably should have been off. And I, I take that, you know, that athletics, you know, never give up, never, you know, you're strong as your weakest link and all you, it's better to lift people up than bring, tear them down in those mm-hmm. moments of adversity. And, um, yeah, that, that kind of sparks the next like 25 years of my life really was that moment being on amazing race. <laughs> That's so incredible. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you know, the enemy isn't each other. It's the opposition. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and you'd be surprised when you watch the show, especially back then when it's very raw. And I mean, it's still real, but it was very raw back then the, the, the show typically, you know, married couples, typically they're getting, as soon as the bickering starts, you almost can, you almost can correlate. They got a leg or two left and they're going to be out because they're going to self-destruct. They're just going to self-destruct. And so Chris and I, we might get heated in the middle of a, you know, of a roadblock in the middle of some kind of battle we're doing, but we never got on each other. And Mm -hmm. I, and that is, um, and I, I guess I never really thought about it. It's a great question, Dr. Norville, of as I think about it. Athletics probably did play a big part in, and I, I would still, I think anyone who's ever worked with me in, in the professional world in media would say, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm never mad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm more of a, let's fix it. Let's fix it. And let's, let's stay positive because I just feel like that's going to drive better success in whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of that does come from some of that athletics background. It's amazing. It's like, you know what, folks, we got a goal to focus on and let's let's get to what that is and and yeah. stop all the side stuff. 
Yeah, 100%. Now, you went from hardly watching any television to being a television star. And so you've been in television for a couple decades. You talked about how Survivor was just beginning and television has changed so much. How do you manage to stay on the front end of these trends and to be flexible? And how do you plan on doing it in the future? Because, you know, clearly it's a medium that will continue to evolve. Great question. And you're so right. This, I have been part of a massive disruption. I mean, compared to what television was when I started, Mm -hmm. which was a different animal to try to get into because you had to get into a door. You had to get into a production company or a studio where you didn't have a chance. And of course now, and I love talking to young people about it because now it's like there, there are way less excuses for being successful now than there was back then. You really did have, it was a different skill set of like, how do you get that door cracked open and then kick that door down and be successful inside that door where now, of course, that's part of the game, but now it is, you know, there's, you can create your own door, right. right? Because there are all these mediums. I work just as hard as I do today as I did when I was in my 20s starting off in this business because I really do love it. Like, I love telling stories. I love traveling. And I think as one thing I've never forgotten is um, I love my job so much that I'm so worried about losing it. <laughs> and I think if you tie a lot of, if that makes sense, if there's a lot of things in my past that I think add up to it where I'm, I just, I, I don't want to not have this life. I appreciate this life. I feel like I'm blessed in this life. And so I work really hard at that. So for the first, after Amazing Race, I, um, I got a really cool opportunity. Still my mentor to this day, Jerry Smith, Pine Ridge Film and Television. Mm-hmm. That is a door our door was cracked open and I tell people not to go down, you know, I don't know how much time we have, but I, you know, I was given a small opportunity. And when I got inside there, I was like, I will sweep the floors for free. I just want to come to the studio every day. <laughs> and that turned into me. Like my first job wasn't hosting. Television. Everyone wasn't like, here's the keys, go start hosting and producing shows. It wasn't like that. My first job, I was selling stock footage to news stations on a commission only salary. And so just, I tell everyone, like I was in a very humble, I didn't start high and very few jobs in the media business do start off like that. You, mm-hmm. you got to grind it out like anything else. And so I spent about, five years at that um, production company, learned, uh, maybe seven, like learn, learn, learned a lot. And it was interesting because around the world for free, which is, is probably the big catalyst to the next stage of my career. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about disruption around the world for free was the first online interactive show ever created. Right. And mm-hmm. it was, I, I was the human Olympic torch, but I left with New York city from CBS morning show with no money. And the whole idea was, can I make it around the world with no money mm-hmm. with the idea of telling stories of real people? I'm going to have to live with locals, travel with locals every step of the way. So we can really tell, um, you know, the amazing stories of you know locals and cultures around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was at a time Facebook wasn't out yet. Mm-hmm. Um, YouTube is just beginning, just coming out. And so this whole idea of it's going to be online and <laughs> and you're going to shoot and edit that same day and deliver it. And, and the audience is going to interact with you and be able to tell you where to go. And ho- that was very, that, I mean, I got a, I got probably over a hundred no's in Hollywood trying to bring that show to market. Mm-hmm. I, I saw it and a little bit was also like, I guess I was, I wanted to work so bad. Also knew it's like so hard to get a show on TV. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I just got to build this thing myself. And I saw, and so that was probably the first, like, 
me being able to do something that was out of the box ahead of the curve. Um, and then, and fortunately it actually worked and that, you know, that spawned probably the next 10 or 15 years of my career because, because the show worked, how many, uh, like the Rachel Ray show called and was like, we want to do the exact same show, but we want to do it like this. And then travel channel was like, Hey, you just did this. Can you do this? Mm-hmm. And so we basically had proved ourselves in a new genre of media and telling really stories online. Um, and in, in that, that forum. So, uh, and I think that gave me the confidence. I was probably around the age of 28 at that point in time. Mm-hmm. It was a huge confidence boost in my career of just being like, Oh man, like other shows and studios want me from what I know from the experience of here to create shows for them. And so, right. I think that that has always, you know, if anything, I, I think I've been too early because sometimes you got to like timing of an idea mm-hmm. along with technology and all the other pieces is a big part of um, how something can be successful. So I think it was just in my, always in my nature to push the envelope a little bit mm-hmm. and have some fun. And, um, but I always like to tell people if any, people only see the 1% of what worked in my life. They don't really, <laughs> And so they're like, oh man, that's awesome, Alex. That's great. I'm like, yeah, you understand the other 99% of what I tried did not work. I failed at it. And so, uh, yeah. And, and even to college tour, cause college tour is a, a different animal of like, you know, that was that, this was the first show that I cre- every show prior to the college tour was because, uh, that would be a cool story to tell. Or this would mm-hmm. be awesome. College tour was built out of a problem. Mm-hmm. Right. It was because, as you know, my niece couldn't figure out where to go to college. And as I was diving through it and realizing she is one of many, many millions of doesn't matter what high schoolers or non-traditional right. students or wherever you are in your life. How do you have access? How can I sit back in my living room and kind of explore the different options and get the cu- campus culture? So I think it I, I, I think it started when I was young of just like thinking I, I had to think outside the box in order to succeed. Mm-hmm. That's really how it was more forced out of necessity. And that just kind of perpetuated throughout my career. But that's an incredible story. And not only the show that you created, but then how College Tour came about, because the pandemic was a lot of bad things for a lot of reasons and for a lot of people. But it also spurred some opportunity. Um, and the College Tour is one of those, because that that's when your niece was looking at college, right? She came to visit me probably six months pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. So she came out, she was given one trip. And so she's staying in LA and we take her around all these schools. And it was at the end of the trip when she she looked at her mom, my sister was like, Oh, I want to go look at some schools here and I'll look all over the country. And my older sister was like, you're crazy. We do not have that money. This is it. <laughs> right. And that's when I said, well, Hey, let's meet once a week, Isabel. And we'll, we'll, we'll start searching together. And, and it was during that process. Right, yeah. So it was the idea kind of hit right around, yeah, right around the start of COVID. Like we, Season one, season two, even kind of season three were filmed in like the heart, heart of, of COVID. Mm -hmm. And, um, weirdly, I think for the college tour, it helped because Mm -hmm. here's this new idea into this marketplace. A lot of schools are sitting there like, how are we going to tell our story Mm -hmm. at this point in time anyway? So there was a lot of nice little factors that, that came in and, you know, we, we always say we've, we've filmed campuses that are empty during COVID and sometimes they're slower during the summertime and in full swing in February. And hopefully, you know, we prove that we can shoot at any time of year. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it was. But I, I don't I think, that, you know, I think the pandemic helped it. Obviously, it hurt a lot of businesses, helped other ones. And we saw an opportunity and um, 
very thankful for it. There were a lot of things that were happening during that time in higher education. And every admissions office says, oh, once we get you to campus, you know, that's how we know that most students, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, if I'm already taking the step to go to your campus, then I'm already predisposed to attending. Otherwise, no, I wouldn't spend that time and energy. And, you know, when you have an institution like ours as a community college, it's a little different um, bit of a um, calculation for our prospective students because they tend to be looking in a different way at their ROI. Yep. And so, you know, you have visited a ton of different kinds of educational institutions. And so the role of community colleges in particular in today's educational landscape, how do you see that? I mean, I thoroughly loved your commentary about Owens. I realize I'm biased, but I loved um, what you had to say about us and our mission and, and, you know, how it is we deliver for our students. We realize that we're also representative of an entire sector in higher education. And so how do you see that kind of changing or what the role is now? It's so important. It, it is. I mean, it is the community's college, right? And I think it is such an amazing service and option for so many students out there. I think whether maybe you don't know exactly what you want to do. Maybe you're transitioning. Look at you know the first segment in the College Story episode, Al's segment, right? Mm-hmm. Where he's a non-traditional student and he wants and he's like, you know, gets this new spark for wanting to help and really found, wanted to get into nursing. And then someone told him about Owens, right? It's a great story. But um, I think it's such a great option to start testing the waters. You know, so many times, it, no one has it all figured out. And that's what college is for, right? It's mm-hmm. like this playground and how great to have something in your backyard like Owen to be able to say, maybe you do know exactly what you're doing. Like, I want to get into nursing. This is a great program. And I'm going to get into it. Mm-hmm. But maybe you don't. And I think that's more the case than not. It's like how many, you know, you don't know. And so to be able to get into, and I, I use the, the adjective playground a lot for colleges because it's a playground. It's like you can get there and try so many different things out and meet new people, explore new um different types of majors and things. So I think it's such a service. And um, as you can see with the college, we love telling those stories Mm -hmm. because um, they're so important. It's so needed. And, you know, you can go into a thousand different variables here from cost to effectiveness, to relationships with the businesses around it. Well, obviously we tell lots of stories in your episode about like, you know, John Deere and all these, but I just think it's, it's relationship with the community. Mm -hmm. It's such a great option. And um, the fact that it's affordable, just it's incredible. So what advice would you give students who are considering attending one of the colleges that you featured on College Tour? I I mean, I think the big picture is, you know, the U.S. labor business statistics, right? Mm -hmm. They say it the best. For every piece of paper you get, your average income goes up and your chances of unemployment (laughs) goes down. It's literally... Like, so anyone ever questions, uh, and that starts with high school, right? It mm-hmm. starts with high school. You got to finish. You got to finish. You got to go on and get a, a higher education. And that looks different for everyone, right? <clears throat> it could be a certificate. It could be associates, bachelor's, doctorate. Um, there's so many different variables here. But, you know, we only got so much time on this planet. Every single one of us. The only thing that's guaranteed is that we don't, we're not going to live forever. You might as well make the most of it. You might as well try to find you. Cause as soon as you can find something you're passionate about, mm-hmm. something that you love, then, you know, you're just going to have a, a much better life, not only for yourself, but for your family. And so it's just, it's to me, it, I, it's not even a question. It's mm-hmm. like, go to, 
go to college and, and find what's right for you. You know, there's trade schools, there's ag schools, there's community college, there's the big state, you know, state schools, there's small private Christian schools. There's, we are so blessed to be in America. Mm-hmm. We have literally thousands of amazing institutions here to help you. And so what a, what a, so the, if, you know, if you're in America, like, what a blessing that is. Take advantage of that blessing. Mm-hmm. And it's going to pay dividends. Like, like I say, go back to my story. I would, there's not even a question I would have had the journey I've had without going to college. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just, it's as simple as that. And so I need to start speaking to high school students because it just, it's such a no brainer that, you know, and I understand everyone is carrying a different backpack. Everyone's coming from a different social economic background. There's so many different variables to consider. And the easiest decision you can make is to go on and continue your education because it's going to make you have, it's going to create a better life for you, mm-hmm. hands down. We clearly agree with that message because you're, you're right. It, it is the single most reliable vehicle towards, you know, socioeconomic mobility and stability and all sorts of better life outcomes. Your health is positively impacted. Um, you're less likely to be involved in a violent crime. Um, you live longer. I mean, there's a whole slew of life outcomes outcomes that are part of attending college. And there's more upside to going if people can find their way through it. And that's why, that's a big part of why we wanted to do the college tour with you. Um, You know, we're thrilled to have been one of the institutions that you chose for it. But for us, we know that education provides an opportunity for people to transform their lives or to live the life that they've always dreamed of, however it is you want to put it. And so if we can partner with, um, you know, an organization like the College Tour to be able to share our story um, and have other people understand it, then, you know, we're all better off because of it. So well said. Very well said. Thank you. Awesome. So we know, you know, how much we we loved being part of the College Tour, but we know that we're one of multiple institutions that, that you've been able to feature. And so now that we're, you know, looking forward to it airing soon or streaming soon um, in another couple months, what advice do you give schools who have been featured and, you know, how does it impact um, colleges that once they've been on the College Tour? Yeah, and I and I wish I could tell you that I'm like the genius behind this, but I, I'm not. <laughs> we we started as, as we talked about it briefly, you know, from a very simple problem. Mm-hmm. I watched my niece go through massive challenges trying to figure out what was the right option for her. Right, mm-hmm. so that's why the college tour was put together, and it was it was simply like let's get these let's get this story of higher education into the mobile devices and television screens and of every you know every person across the country and around the world now. Um, but it's so much more than that. Now mm-hmm. uh, we hear all the time. It's the number one alumni engagement piece. Mm-hmm. We have heard from coaches and athletic directors, how, what a great tool it is for recruiting athletes. I have gotten messages from many presidents and like, I wish I could say this has nothing to do with us. It's just, I think it's just the way we tell the story and bring it to market that 
it really has helped out a lot with like donorship and working, whether they're trying to get funding from the city, which is like, imagine we never thought about that stuff, right? When we were creating the show, we're just trying to find real good students to tell real good stories. And so when I had one of a president come to me and be like, Hey, we just closed this big grant. And I know it's because of the college tour. And so that warms my heart that there's so many other intangible pieces of how the college tour is helping just promote the institution, tell that story and all the, um, amazing benefits that come after it. And as we've mm-hmm. talked about it, you know, what's fun about this is that we are, we're still best friends with, you know, the institutions from season one. It's not just a, it's not an ad that goes out there. It's a mm-hmm. live, it's, it's, it's a, it's an episode of television that lives and is distributed in so many different places. And as I think we talked about when I was on campus, of course, we started this off by, you know, we we're, we're, went to Amazon and worked with some of our relationships. And, and so that was a big piece of getting the show to market. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, we, we have relationships with Education um, Education USA. You know, that's uh, 160 offices around the world. I think we're the first private organization that's a government run um, mm-hmm trying to promote higher education outside of America. And, and I think we're the first private company they've ever uh, partnered with. So now the college tour airs in all those offices around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, we work with Avid. We have a partnership with Nearpod. We're all per- television producers. <laughs> We've had to learn education. And so a lot of our partnerships now are with these, you know, ed tech companies that are already embedded inside high schools, right? Mm-hmm. Teachers are using their software or this is happening over there. And so a lot, um, a lot of our relationships now is really to how do we, you know, we're just always continuing to look to build our distribution and just make it, you know, a couple of core things we stand by it's free no matter where you watch it mm-hmm. even if you watch on amazon that's why it's on freebie now with running as a doesn't matter where it is you can go watch the college tour for free and and just fortunate to have you know an amazing amazing amount of companies especially the ed tech companies i never knew before over the last few years that we've been just partnering with to just try to get each one of these stories um in as many young people's hands as possible and to that point i can't remember who i was talking to but they have a loved one who is a guidance counselor and they reached out to the person i was talking to saying hey i saw owens on college tour i show it to my class or my students you know every you know friday or whatever it was and so you're right it's it's a great tool from many perspectives, you know, for students who are actually looking or for a guidance counselor who's looking to help students um, actually, you know, decide what it is they want to do or what kind of institution they want to look at. Um, It's a great way to create that exposure for higher education in general, not just Owens. Absolutely. It's it's funny. We we have probably, I think our database of high school counselors that every episode gets sent in a a newsletter to Mm -hmm. is like over 60,000 now. And we've quickly become friends with every single high school counselor because if you think about their position mm-hmm. they're probably underpaid and underappreciated <laughs> in, i'm talking generality yep they're all they 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 have two jobs not only are they guiding them through their own high school coursework and all that or problems they might be having at school also add on how to make the decision for higher education on top of that. Mm-hmm. And then how do I do that for a thousand students, right? It's, it's a hard job. It's an amazing job they do. And so mm-hmm. I think the college tour quickly was a, a great asset for counselors to be like, okay, we need to talk about higher education, how to make this in a, in a fun 
informative way, bring it to market. So yeah, we, I mean, all day long, we get emails from counselors thanking <laughs> us. And I'm like, no, thank you. You were thanking, listen, like, thank you. And it's fun. I was just at a school up in um, Seattle earlier or last week. And it was really fun. I was, I was just wrapping up doing my stand up. There was a number of students uh, around and I probably had five to 10 students come up to me and be like, this is so cool. We had to watch you in high school and then to see you now at the college, how fun is this? So it's kind of fun now at the, at the timing where we're getting actual high schoolers who had, who had been watching the show and now they're on campus somewhere and getting to see us film. So that's a really, really nice, nice feeling. That is very cool. That is cool. It's really fun how it's just, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's educational content. It's fun. It's story driven. It's mm-hmm. real students telling real stories. And so to see it work in so many different applications. Um, and uh, yeah, if I, I wish I had all the list of all the, the emails, but there's, there's emails we've gotten. That's just like, you know, we got one from mom that was like, you brought me closer to my son because wow. the show was bringing, yeah, it was like, we didn't, I didn't know how to talk about higher education, didn't know what the right thing was. And so now we just started watching stuff together and it opened up the conversation. And now we're both talking apples to apples. Did you like this? Did you not like this? What's right for you? You know? And so, mm-hmm. but the moral of the story was the mom was just saying, you know, I'm closer with my son because of the show. We made it a regular viewing experience. So obviously all these amazing things that are happening because of the show, once again, started because of my niece. We're not the geniuses behind it, but it's really nice to see, you know, how well it's doing in the market and what it's doing for everyone. Absolutely. And I think that the genius is truly seeing a real need and figuring out how do we create a solution, not only for one person, but for multiples. Yep. And so I, I, I really do believe that there's a level of, of genius in that, in the innovation there. And so are there other developments or, or other um, changes or features that are going to be in the uh, near future for College Tour? You know, um, I mean, we continue to build, uh, you know, I, I think we mentioned this, you know, we now have the college tour in Espanol. That's a new series. It's its own, mm-hmm. let's call it series, right? It's its own thing. Um, different hosts. I, unfortunately, I wish I did, but I don't speak Spanish. Now, understanding that demographic and, and where that demographic's coming from and, and who's influencing that. That's an interesting, you know, I could dive into all the stuff forever but you know it's funny because we were sitting there and someone said you know in the hispanic household it's like it was like when i went to college it was like alex is going to jacksonville university in the hispanic culture it's like we are going to jacksonville mm-hmm. it's a whole it's a family decision mm-hmm. so understand and be able to speak to that so that's really fun um you know we have we have a class now which is being implemented we have someone now that works just on the college door all they do all they do is talk to high school counselors principals all day long just helping them implement what we have into you know however it works best inside their high school so Mm -hmm. we were really we have four classes out there that are all taking those segments from the show into the class. And so there's a core class that just kind of big picture. Let's talk about some big picture things mm-hmm. um, to get your head even thinking about it. We have a majors class. So, you know, students can kind of go through the class and start looking up things. So if you're, you have no idea what you want to do or potentially study, but now you want to take that next step. Here's a great way to talk, to hear stories and what people have um doing in their major. And then we did one, we have a class for first generation students, mm-hmm. you know, because that's a, you know, it's a rising demographic in, in higher education, which is fantastic, but it can be a challenge um, when you don't have someone that can help guide maybe in the household to help you there. And so, uh, and I know you all do an amazing job with that. I t- every college campus I go to now, it's, it's you know, the, uh, the amount of care that they'll do help guide people through the, you know, admissions and financial aid and all that 
that type yeah. of process. So I think our classes are really cool. Um, the relationships like the PTO, that's a new one. Avid's another one that's like, we've been talking to them for a while and they, they brought it into their eighth graders, but now they're talking about doing something bigger with all the different grades. And mm -hmm. so we'll see how that plays out. So I think for us, we'll continue to stay true to our core mission, which mm -hmm. is tell the story of, tell the stories of institutions through the, you know, authentic lens of real students and continue tirelessly continue to just find ways to bring it to market, to make it, um, to, to tell this message across the country. We, there's no question we need a higher percentage of people going on to higher education, Absolutely. you know, and it's not even a question. And, and especially when, as you see the need in so many places, I'm, I'm getting, you know, I'm getting ankle surgery in a couple of weeks and I'm just coming out of and just knowing the need in the medical space for nurses and x-ray techs and that industry. And then you add on AI and machine learning, like where we are as a society, like, we need to take that step after high school and, and you need to get that next step. And, and so we will just continue to, to push this and, and continue to tell stories. Absolutely. No, I can't agree with you more. And, and I think that's an important aspect of what college does in general. And when you think of how the college tour itself has broadened to create opportunities and, and really to help people process their decisions, because, you know, you mentioned the story about the um, woman and her son or the um, guidance counselors. You know, I would imagine there's a lot of young people who watch the, the show who don't have anyone to process with. Yeah. And so, for them to be able to grab hold of some of the other resources that you have are hugely important for them as they work through their decision making. There's a lot of resources on the collegetour.com. Everything lives there. Mm -hmm. But we have a blog section and I always want to encourage people to check those out. We have fantastic blogs of you know, all kinds of stuff in there of, of great articles in the higher education landscape as well. And so College Tour is well more than just a show. It's an experience. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I am a hundred percent. It's a lot more than that. You know, as, as you, as you know, like, you know, on, on the college tour.com, we have a tour page for every college, you know, mm -hmm. so Owen has the tour page. And of course, all the students videos are up there, mm -hmm. but you know, you can click right on there and, you know, schedule a tour to come in person, you know, call, there's a phone number, click on a button and it gives you the phone number to call your admissions to take the next step mm -hmm. or to tour this, apply now. And so, you know, we're just, you know, once again, we're always listening to you. Right. Mm -hmm. Dr. Somerville and listening to higher education landscape and really just trying to serve the market. So that's the biggest thing I think we talk about internally, aside from the production. But we're always listening for what they need, what you all need. And, and if we can be assistance in that, uh, we do. And that was, you know, there, that's I, I, don't, I think high school counselors that came from a conversation at a college. Someone talking about it, and like, OK, cool. And then we started talking to them and built a big database and started distributing the show there. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, 40 percent of high schools use Nearpod inside their schools. The teachers have access to it. So like, oh, cool. And then we started talking to the CEO over there and we embedded our content. So we're always here. One thing we always talk about is like, listen. You know, it's so important to listen. And that's what we try to do right now is just listen to you all. And the more we can help serve you, the better uh, and tell your message, uh, the better we all are. So one of the things that you know from being on campus and being here with College Tour is that we offer an Associate Applied Science degree in Broadcast Media Technology. Our students graduate with fundamental skills in media broadcasting. They get internships and they're generally ready for immediate employment and entry-level positions in broadcasting. What advice 
would you give our students who are hoping for a career in television? Do we have another hour to talk about this? No, <laughs> <good>. uh, <laughs> well, well, we you got a pre-start uh, yeah, when you yeah, said, you know, you know, you have to make yeah. your own door sometimes and that you, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. yeah I think um, here's a, co- a couple pieces of advice. Um, well, number one, and this goes for any industry, but definitely for, for media, mm-hmm. while you're in college, start building relationships. That's number one, Mm -hmm. because being a college student is a huge advantage. And the second you graduate in general, you're going to be treated the same as anyone else who's out there in the real world trying to get work. Take advantage of being a college student because most people, if you write to them on LinkedIn, like, Hey, I'm a college student. Any college student that hits me up on LinkedIn, it's like, Alex, I'm really uh, fun. I'm loving watching the college tour. Amazing race. Doesn't matter what it is. When they say college student, I lean in, Mm -hmm. I'm accepting them. I, if they ask me for, so I would say, you know, you take this to your advantage, create a LinkedIn profile, start building relationships because that's key. Number one. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then when you're graduated, you already have that relationship and it's a lot better instead of, I just graduated, now I need a job and now I'm just starting at zero like everybody else. So start building those relationships while you're a college student. It's much easier while you're a college student than than being, you know, not a college student. Mm -hmm. The other interesting part that I that I talk a lot about and, and depending what you want to do. And there's so many jobs people realize the entertainment industry, you can be an accountant, you can be a finance, you can be legal. So there's lots of different jobs in entertainment, but if we just go to like the core production aspect of it, I want to, you know, I want to direct, or I want to be a host, or I want to be a videographer. Or I want, you know, I want to be a production coordinator. Um, I, my suggestion would be pick a, pick a vertical. It doesn't really matter what it is, but let's just say you love food. I'm just going to use that as an example, but it can be anything. It could be anything. I love food. Go and now with YouTube, it's like, I would get together with some other classmates or if I could do it by myself, you know, I do it by myself Mm -hmm. and just do the same thing. Right. I'm going to create this show. So I'm going to do a one minute. I'm going to interview every single restaurant owner in um, my area. Let's just say it like that. Mm-hmm. And I would do that over and over and over again. The reason why is it's sometimes when students come out, you know, they have a portfolio, which is really important, but it's hard for adults to really get their heads around, like watch everything, see everything. What they really want is someone that's going to make their life easier mm-hmm. and they know they're going to show up and work hard. Like that's really what you want. You're not supposed to have it all figured. You're going you're to have the baseline, right? Because you went to college, but you're not going to have it all figured out. Right. And so it's really what you're looking for. And so, um, uh, so I'm always like, find what it is, find that and keep doing that over and over. So when you walk into that interview, mm-hmm. that first interview, you can point to something and be like, I interviewed every single chef or I videoed every single, whatever it is that you do, just do it over and over and over again. The art of doing the same thing over and over and over again, I think is really important Mm -hmm. because what you did the first one is going to look dramatically different than number 10 and then dramatically different than episode 25. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the, but the idea that you had the fortitude to stick with something Mm -hmm. and continue to do it, I'll give you an example of this. And I don't think my, my niece in law has done this. Um, (laughs) but I told her she wants, she came to me. She's like, I want to be the next Aaron Andrews, right? The, Mm -hmm. the ESPN female sports announcer. Mm -hmm. And she's at Virginia tech. And I go, here's what you got to do. I go, I want you to interview every one minute, one minute. You can selfie the video if you need to. Mm-hmm. Every single athlete at Virginia Tech, do three a week, do two to three a week and start working, work with whatever else to, 
you know, get your little graphics package, but just do that over and over and over. Mm -hmm. The point is not because that's going to be amazing. The point is when you walk into ESPN, you're going to say, I interviewed over 200 athletes at Virginia Tech. Mm -hmm. Take a look. They're going to watch two seconds of it. But the fact that you did that over just exactly what I'm explaining, there's intangibles that we're going to look at and be like, you did that over and over. And so it can be a podcast. It can be anything. But the fact that you did the same thing over and over again just shows that you definitely had adversity. You probably got tired of doing the same thing over all these things, but you didn't stop and you kept going. And so for me, that's, that's probably some of the key pieces that I say, if if someone walked in the door and they're looking for a certain job and they're trying to show off what they've done because they haven't worked there just graduating, they don't have, you know, they don't have a resume yet for all practical purposes. Mm -hmm. Um, But they said, here, I did this thing 25 times. Right. It doesn't matter what it is. I'm like, I might listen to two minutes of your podcast, but I'm like, you did that over and over and you deliver it. That's great. Mm-hmm. Like, congratulations. You're in, in, in the door. Cause that's really what you need is to get in the door. So build those relationships using LinkedIn, the art of a five minute virtual cup of coffee, get good at that because an adult people don't realize when you're a college student, you can open doors that you probably can't, oh, that are going to be harder to open once you graduate. Right. <laughs> and so take it, take advantage of it while you're in college. You can make us on up doing this for my class or what have you start doing virtual cups of coffee. Any student reaches out to me and say, can I have five minutes of your time? I just got three questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will a hundred percent say yes. And I, most adults I know will say yes. Absolutely. But, they will. You know? Yeah. But most of the time, as soon as it's a Hey, I'm looking for a job. You know, I'm looking for a job. You got this. Then all of a sudden you're just lumped in with everyone else. And there's a process to go through that, but it's a different feeling. Mm -hmm. And so that's where it's like, it's important to be a college student. And then while you're college, take advantage of that time. And it's not only just that, you know, you have people like yourself who are generous with their time and are willing to, you know, help someone who's a college student, but colleges all have structures and networks and opportunities that are harder to, to have access to when you're not in college. You know, your faculty members, your staff members. I mean, there, there's a lot of people who are there to help connect you and to, and to help you, quote unquote, learn how to network. Um, and that, that's a huge skill that a lot of students really underestimate the value of and the importance of. When I'm on college campuses, what you just said, I'm, I'm trying to like scream that from the rooftop. So I'm talking to classes or students. Mm-hmm. It's like, this, and that's why I use that adjective, it's a playground. Mm-hmm. You have, but you have to take advantage of this stuff. You have to get involved with this stuff to take advantage of all the resources that are there. Um, because if you, you can't do that, imagine I'll just use the world of television and film, you know, while you're in college, you're going to get access to equipment and, you know, all, all the studio stuff. And all, if you're outside, you know how much it costs to rent a studio? You know how much it costs exactly. to rent cameras? You know, all that stuff costs money. So take advantage of the time, the people, your surroundings, everything. Join groups, get involved because no one, I don't know any adult, at least I don't know about you, but I don't know any adult that says, I wish I didn't go to college, right? I don't know that. I don't know anyone who didn't say that. And it didn't say like that was the, that was one of the best times of my life or, and, or I wish it did a little bit more advantage. Cause even as mm-hmm. I look back at my college experience, like I should have been involved more, mm-hmm. you know, I did do soccer, but you know, what? there was, 
I, I should have been more involved in a lot of different things in my business degree that I just wasn't, um, that I wish I was. It's exciting time to be a college student. It really is. And I think, you know, you had mentioned the whole disruption and everything that's changing. Last question that I have for you, reflecting on your journey with College Tour, what has been the most rewarding aspect of hosting the show? I think it's what I'm hearing from the mark. I think there's two. That one aspect is, I love hear like the fact that it works. I love when I hear from counselors like that they're using it mm-hmm. and that students is bringing parents together. I mean, it's so rewarding to know that what you worked on and helped build is so useful in the market. So that there's a really good feeling there. I also like meeting the students is probably what, like the actual students that are on the show mm-hmm. are probably one of the most rewarding. You know, mm-hmm. we have a LinkedIn group now that every, every, you know, everyone who's been featured on the college tour has access to and, and creating that community and that extra layer of like building relationships with, because yeah, I, I think that's really fun because now what, what's really cool with that is, you, you know, you have one student that's like, Oh, I live in, you know, I live in Ohio, but I'm moving to Florida. And now they're connecting with other college tour students that live in Florida. They're like, where should I live? Or where should I get an apartment? Or I'm looking for a job over here. So it's like that first step in that relationship building mm-hmm. is here. You got, you got this access to all these other college students across the country that you have a similar thing with. Use that to your advantage. And so seeing, you know, seeing these students, I was just with one, you know, ep- season one, episode three was Arizona State University mm-hmm. and they were doing something in LA, had me come out to it. And, and there was a couple of the students there now that were featuring in it mm-hmm. who are now doing some really cool things. And so, you know, I'm just part of, I mean, being most of the people at the college tour say, if they didn't work on the college tour, they're going to go work on a college campus because there is something really special mm-hmm. about just being around that positive energy of just wanting, you know, where am I going in life, getting that structure and guidance and, and education behind that, and then watching them go off and do amazing things. And so being over here and now being a piece of that is really special. You know, magical is often overused, but there really is something magical about working on a college campus. I mean, you have a group of people, regardless of how they got here, they're here because they have a purpose. They have a vision, they have drive, and there's there's something they want out of it, um, even if they don't know what that something is yet. And so that's part of what excites me about working at a, at a college. It's, it's the people who we're here to serve. Well, God bless you and and everything you're doing and and just the whole landscape because it's a special time and it was awesome being on campus there. I hope I get to come back there too. Maybe when you guys do some premiere parties or something, but it's a really special place to be. Thank you. I've I've talked about it many times too. I'm like, you know, maybe if my my career ends or or changes at some point in time, I would, I would, uh, I could I could get really excited to be around that energy 24-7. Absolutely. Well, you know, you have an open invitation to come to Owens anytime you want. We will roll out the red carpet for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I think the biggest message, depending on the audience, is like, yeah, number one, find the right college for you. Look at your options. If mm-hmm. You're, you know, in and around the Owens. I mean, it's amazing what you all are doing there. It's amazing. I mean, the, the partnerships you have, um, with big companies, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. And so just encourage, encourage people like, you know, life is short, <laughs> make the most of it. And your best chance of doing that is, is continuing that education. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time talking to us today. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. Anytime. Thank you so much. 
Alex, thank you so much for being with us. Your story demonstrates how you recognize that the decision of choosing higher education is an experience. The College Tour and all the associated resources have created access for countless individuals as they envision themselves on this transformational journey. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. And thank you to all of our listeners. Please remember to subscribe and join us for future conversations. Until then, take care. 